Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, friends and family? You know what time it is. We're continuing to trek through the book of 1 Corinthians, and today we are honored to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We are Bobby, take it away. <laughs> it kind of starts off with some interesting language. I'm going to read verse 1. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. He's calm, a baby. <laughs> and so a baby. this is interesting because Paul, as he's been with the church in Corinth, he's kind of addressed some of the issues that have come up, just the division that's among them. And now he's just saying, I... I can't, we can't move forward unless you're, if you are going to continue in your worldly ways. And so now, so there's these issues that are at play and there's more issues he's going to continue to talk about. But like one of the big issues that we're looking at here is we need to grow in maturity. Yeah. And so he talks about that with some food analogies coming up and it's, it's helpful. It's good. And yeah. so we're, I think sometimes, yeah. sometimes we need that in, well, in the church. Stop being a baby. Grow we, up. we submit to each other. I love that when there's a baptism at church. And so initially, you know, the pastor pastor will speak to the family of the baptism, but then eventually the pastor gets to, will the church body stand up? And so this is an example of that, of a leader coming to the church body saying, hey, okay, what's going on? Because if you keep looking, he says, I gave you milk, not solid food, because you're not mature enough to digest what I really want to give you. But then he shifts and he says in verse four, one of you says, I follow, I follow Paul. Yeah. And then another says, I follow Apollos. Mm-hmm. He's like, are you not mere human beings? What after all is Apollos and what is Paul? Only servants through whom you've come to believe. Yeah. As the as Lord assigned each his task. And so verses two through five, he's reminding them saying, be united. Yeah. Stay unified. It's not about Paul. It's not about Clark. It's not about Bobby. It's not about Pete, Sebastian, Ken, Johnny, Richard, any of these things. He's saying it's about the Lord. Yeah. And you got to come together and be on the same team mm-hmm. as you go. And so... Today, in our cultural moment, it is so easy. When Paul writes to Timothy, he says, people are going to give up sound doctrine and teaching and go find someone who's going to tell them what their itching ears want to hear. Mm -hmm. And a word for us right now is you need to find a local church that's by where you live so that you can fully invest in your community. Mm. Like that JFK quote, back in the day is like, yeah. ask not what your gov- country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. And I say, ask not what your church can do for you. Ask what you can do for your church and your community. And so contribute and, and invest and give yourselves to this. Because if you're like, I'm going to attend a church that's an hour away. I mean, if you live out in the sticks in the rural parts of California or Nebraska, Iowa, Montana, whatever, Kay. maybe you have to drive to get to church. I yeah. don't know. But if you can be at a local church that's by where you live, you can invest in the community. You can say, hey, neighbors, you want right. to come to church with me? It's two this minutes that way. Yeah. You can sit with me on Sunday. Yeah. You can participate in the vacation Bible school and the after school program mm-hmm. and all these things. And uh, at the end of the day, over time, you'll see where God's hand is and where he's at work. And he's calling us to be participate participants in it. Yeah. We can't just go pick sides and go, yeah, I'm going to go listen to the pastor you know, 30 miles away just because... Uh, the local one is um, not entertaining enough or charismatic enough sure. or whatever. Find someone that teaches the Bible that's nearby. So when you're at your grocery store, mm-hmm. you can invite someone to come and say, we're going to follow Jesus together. 
right down the street. Because I think there is something with like finding a place that there's people, there's like church slogans like welcome home like there's something to finding a church that is like you're saying it's geographically near you the it's biblically based it's theologically sound and there's a um sorry my paper just fell (laughs) it's biblically sound but um we kind of get a consumer mentality sometimes with our american background so i feel like that's a really good word um verses six seven and eight speak to this idea and they give us a picture also I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes it grow. Mm. The one who plants and the one who waters has one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their labor. So what's really just a beautiful picture in verses 6 through 8 there is where you use the word participating with God, and that's exactly accurate. God is the one making it grow. We are the ones that actually get the, the not even duty, the, the honor of participating and saying, hey, you know, what can I do? What gifts can I bring? Whether yeah. it's, you know, being behind the scenes or being a greeter that's more upfront. Yeah. How am I contributing? Not just consuming, consuming, consuming. Because we have a disillusionment in our culture, 100% especially, mm. that, you know, well, when we go to this church or that church, that, that it's going to be the perfect church. That there's going to yeah. be the exact, you know, exact thermostat setting or whatever it is that it's, it's just going to continue to keep us coming back. And the truth is, no, the church is full of sinners repenting unto the Lord, hopefully going the mm-hmm. same direction. And in that, it's just like a family. We there's going to be other. bumps. And yeah. yes. And so that's why the call for unity and the call for humility, like Paul's saying, is that yeah. I was just a piece of the puzzle. I am yeah. not the guy. Don't look yeah, at me. Someone scattered the seed. Mm-hmm. Someone watered the seed. Someone's yeah. the sunlight. God's the one that makes it grow. Yeah. I can just think of a couple at our church um, who have been cohabitating for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the the gentleman, the fella, had been encouraged by Pastor Ken, yeah. by myself, by a bunch of guys in the young adults group, had been pushed and mm-hmm. encouraged, prayer ministers praying for him. The, the um girlfriend then fiance and now wife got plugged into the choir and she was being blessed and encouraged by yeah. Niasia and by uh, Denise and a number of other people there. So in time mm-hmm. you see people who are praying and encouraging and pushing in a godly way mm-hmm. that they're able to get married. Their boys are blessed. Yeah. God's being glorified. And it took a team of people to get them there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just one person or the other. It was everybody. So verse nine continues and it says, for we are co-workers in God's service. Yeah. You're God's field, God's building. By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should build with care for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that was laid, which is Jesus Christ. So right now in this moment, Paul has people in Corinth in mind that are causing dysfunction and divisions. And he is saying, enough with this. You're all standing on the foundation. That's Jesus Christ. And again, you got to go back to what are we attracting people with, okay? Because if you're attracting them to the charisma or to the smoke machine or to the loud, fancy music or whatever sure. it is, that's, that's taking it, the attention away from God. It's emptying the cross of its power, and you're doing a disservice to them. Mm-hmm. And so if, if, if it's anything but the gospel of Jesus— we're missing it. And that's kind of what he gets at next. Yeah. Let's continue with verses 12 and 12 through 15. If anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their own work will be shown for what it is because the day will Hmm. bring it to light. 
It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. If what has been built survives, the builder will receive a reward. If it is burned up, the builder will suffer loss, but yet will be saved, even though only as one escaping through the flames. You know what I think of right now? N- no, the, talk to the me about story it. <laughs> of the three little piggies. Okay. Where yeah. Th- they were sh- that they were revealed what they built their houses of. Yeah. It was like one was sticks, one was hay and straw, straw and then yeah. one was bricks. Yeah. And when the times of trial came, yeah. the hay fell down, the sticks fell down, but mm-hmm. the bricks stood hmm. its ground. And I feel like that's a spiritual picture of us. Like, are you going for the music? Are you going for hmm. the coffee time afterward? Are you right. going for the community? Those are all blessings and good gifts that, that come from yeah. God's body, the body of Christ, mm-hmm. but that's not it. Right. Those are benefits. Those are some of the, the things that are like icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But here it's like, we have to go back to the gospel of Jesus and here, like his death, his resurrection, this is what everything is pointing to. And when we're there, yeah. you know, when hard times come, when we have doubts and confusion, we're able to wrestle with it appropriately. Right. Cause we're in the right spot, but it's focused on the gospel. Right. I think another picture too is the Lego. Like we've talked about this before on the podcast is I didn't really grow up with the Legos. I'm not even really, a, I wouldn't consider myself a Lego lover. Uh, but some, Me neither uh, when I step on them in the middle of the night. I, but I do yeah. have some people in my family that are. And so one thing that we know about Legos is you have to follow the manual. Yeah. So, you know, you can do unstructured Lego time and that's great where it's just imaginative and you're building and it's super fun. But then if you want to, you know, if you want to construct the Millennium Falcon, which is like, how many pieces is that? I don't even know. Let's call it 1,800, 2,000 pieces. I don't know. A it, lot of pieces. Exactly. You you need the manual. You yeah. need to look through and see which piece goes where. And it, it does have to be exactly where it needs to be. Because yeah. otherwise, then you're going to get you know 20 steps later, which has happened many times. I usually hear like a groan from the <laughs> table or, oh. And then you're going to have to go back and fix the one piece then that threw everything off. And so spiritually speaking, when we're talking about wrestling with you know, things within a church, when we're talking about wrestling with um, doubts or questions, we need to wrestle in a way that reflects the things that are actually important. And so when we're talking about Paul's coming in and he's bringing a strong word to the church in Corinth, he's saying there's some things that are not going well, and we need to get back to the basics of worship and how we're going to worship correctly. And there's more chapters that are going to be on that. And the point of what he's coming to say is let's wrestle with them and let's remember to put the first things first. Let's remember that it's Jesus who unifies us and he's the one that's most worthy. And that's why we're coming together Mm -hmm. and to gather. And so it is today. And so when we're a part of a church body, and there's ways that Jesus lays out that we come to one another in conflict. There's ways, whether it's face-to-face or with an elder, and these things have been laid out like a manual so that we yeah. can honor God. We can honor each other, but we can honor God. Yeah, and now what he happens is he starts speaking specifically to the situation in Corinth. Yeah. Let me read the scripture, and I'll pass it back to you. He said, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in your midst. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred, and you together are that temple. So if you think all the way back to the Old Testament, when the Israelites are walking and they have the tabernacle, or even later when there was an actual temple built, 
everything had specific Purpose. manner and yeah. symbol and how everything was supposed to be carried out, whether it was from the Holy of Holies place to the priestly garments, how there were tassels and what pomegranate bells and, and <laughs> even the, the rope that they would, when the, the one priest would go in the one time of year to the presence of God, I just yeah. bumped this, they would go into the presence of God. They had to make sure there was a rope, remember, because if they heard a thud, we knew that Yahweh, the holy living God, just struck him down. And then we've got to Because they did something they were supposed to do. Yeah. Because that was that was all a way that we as finite, sinful humans understood relating to a holy God. Yeah. And so what Paul's getting at here with this language is think of that temple. Think of the holiness that's there. Think yeah. of how we related to God then. And keep that in mind For with sure. what we're doing and now. And he speaks about this multiple times in multiple ways. So one's yeah. individually. You, if you're a believer, mm. are your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. God dwells within you. Mm-hmm. Here he's actually speaking in the plural sense, saying the church, you are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the way you treat each other and the way you handle yes. the conflicts in your community are incredibly important. So walk forward in the situations with reverence and fear, mm-hmm. honoring God and honoring other people who are considered to be children of God, mm-hmm. made in the image of God. There's no slandering. There's no gossiping. Eventually, he's going to tell you, don't take people to court and do all these things. Right. Because this is reverent, holy ground. Yes. And so we need to take this very seriously. So stop focusing on the worldly things and how people out there handle situations. Instead, focus on the people of God, on the Lord himself, and conduct yourself likewise. Yeah. Um, I'll read. I think this is going to end us here. Yeah. The last section here, uh, starting in verse 20. The Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile, so then no more boasting about human leaders. Mm. All things all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future. All are yours, Lord, and you are of Christ mm. and Christ is of God. I like what he does. Mm. He turns the attention back to the Lord. It's yeah. not about Paul. It's not about your pastor or your elder or your youth pastor or your neighbor or the funny elder at your church or anything like that. He said... Began with the Lord, it ends with the Lord. Yeah. Turn the attention back to Him and you're going to be okay. So, thanks for joining us on the podcast, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Tomorrow, we'll bring you chapter 4. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face towards you and give Him His peace. Have a great day.